Welcome back to another episode of Healing Talk with your host, Drea Boykins. And joining me today, I have Miss Kai the Doula. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to jump right into it. Let the listeners know who you are and tell them a bit about your story. Okay, I'm Kai the Doula. Um, many things, but a doula. I am from Birmingham originally, living in Huntsville, I recently moved there with my fiance. We've been living there since September last year. Thank you. Um, I, like I said, I'm from Birmingham, went to Huffman High School. I'm just a regular girl from the east side. <laughs> um, I grew up here mostly. My family's from Selma, so I have roots in Selma, but I've been here my whole life, so I claim, claim Birmingham. Um, I am the oldest of seven kids, so I've always been somebody mama. (laughs) It's it's in me. Um, but I, you know, still on a journey myself with fertility and things like that. Um, I grew up not really in any type of religion or anything. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't a part of my upbringing. Um, I kind of, everything I knew, learned about religion is kind of self-taught. So, um, I got saved, quote unquote, in 2011, I okay. want to say. About 10 um, years ago. Yeah, about 10 years ago. I got saved, went to this event in Mississippi and just radically got saved. Went on that journey for a little while and realized it just wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. what I was. It wasn't connecting. Um, but I do still believe that the experiences that I had with God were, they were true and they were real. So after I left the church just because of, the probably the same reasons that everybody leaves the church judgment and just feeling like I was out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, I found, you know, African spiritual religions and, uh, you know, crystals, all, all of the things that come with spirituality, yes, the start of it. right, right. <laughs> the whole thing, um, started delving more into that, getting to know more about me and what felt right for me. And now I wouldn't, I wouldn't really claim a religion. I'm more just, I'm just me. Like Pretty I just spirited. do. Yeah. Like I do whatever, whatever feels good. If I want to pray to God, I'm pray to God. If I want to pray to my ancestors, that's who I'm like, it's just yeah. whoever, Same. whoever want to talk to me that day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just whoever what it's going to be. Whoever can come assist me. Right. Please. And sometimes it's just me. Like, yeah. you know, like, so that's where I'm at now. Um, I do a lot of healing personally. I don't like to, to go to any type of like outside influences for for that type of healing, but, um, I do believe in, you know, meditation and yoga and all of mindfulness basically mm-hmm. to, to heal myself. So that's me. Well, that is beautiful. So I met you on Facebook as mm-hmm. I have met so many wonderful people and we were able to instantly like connect and, mm-hmm. you know, interact with each other's content and just vibe. So when I first heard of you, it was from your beautiful, beautiful waist bead work. So how did you get into making waist beads? Because I know that that ties into womb work as well. Yes, yes. Um, Honestly, it was kind of on a whim. (laughs) I I blame my fiance for it because he, we had gotten into an argument because I was like freshly working from home. Pandemic had just started. He wasn't working from home. He was an essential worker. So he was still going into work. And I found us having a lot of disagreements because I was wanting, 
to spend time with him and for us to just every second he was home, I wanted to be with him because I'm, you know, alone all day. Mm-hmm. And so one day he looked at me, he was like, you need to find a hobby. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me, you are my hobby. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to find some type of artistic outlet. I, I've always liked to do things with my hands, but I've never been good at like painting or drawing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think I'd seen a few other people that made way speeds. And so I was like, let me just, let me YouTube. Let me see how, how hard it could be. And when I first picked up a bead spinner, let me, <laughs> child, let me tell you, it humbled me. Listen, like, it have you like, you like, what is this? If you didn't have carpet tunnel. Right. Mess around that bead spinner. Right. Oh my It will God. get your life together. Yes, very quickly. So I quickly put it down. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm not for me. And he was like, I think I think you just need to learn how to, like, take your time. Because I was trying to do it fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted it to just happen. Like, yeah. B's supposed to be on this needle, on this thread. Like, that's just what's supposed Period. to happen. And so he was like, I think you just need to be gentle and just take your time with it. And so he showed me how to use the spinner. And then from there, I was like, oh, okay. So I started making them for myself and my friends and sending them to them. And they were like, oh, I love these. And, like, you should do more of these. And so then I started playing with colors and, like, you know, getting into the more artistic side of it. I like to do, you know, inspired by pictures and the colors that I see in my environment. So that's that's really what it was. It's so beautiful. Like, Thank you. Um, I'm trying to think because it was one that you did. It probably was the latter part of last year, mm-hmm. but it was it was based off a of painting, and I specifically remember it included teal, black, and gold. Mm-hmm. That set was absolutely beautiful. Thank like, you. I fucking love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot coming from you. And as being someone who grew up like you like I never thought of myself as an artistic or creative person Mm -hmm. but to see just what we can do if we tap within ourselves is so beautiful to see just everyone's own unique individual creative style like we can all do the same thing and it's literally going to come out a thousand different ways and I feel like that is just so beautiful to watch it is I and you inspired it. me to start doing the waist beats too. Now I haven't gotten to the level that you're on, Look. but I still love them nonetheless. Look. And that bead spinner was very humbling. Very, like, very, humbling. <laughs> very, very humbling. Yeah, I don't even I don't use it as much anymore. Like with the the art that I do now is more I like to do by hand. It's intricate. I like to, yeah. yeah, I like to feel each bead and like see everything come together. Now, I'll still pick it up and you know make. A strand or two, but I really use it. I use it more so, like, if I'm doing solids. Yeah. Just, like, you know, a quick little spin down. Yeah. Like, somebody like, hey, I need some beads. Mm-hmm. And I'll pick it up. But, like you, I like the intricateness. I like to feel the beads. And you can easily put on, you know, like, your favorite show or your mm-hmm. favorite music and just vibe out. And you've made, like, five, six strings before you right. know it. So, right. I love it. So, um, your main work now is mm-hmm. your doula work. Yes. So tell us how did you get into the doula work? And if you listen to the show on a consistent basis, then you will remember a couple of episodes back, we had Kai as one of our um, sponsors for an episode. So let them know how did you become Kai the doula? Well, uh, much like everything in my life, it just 
<laughs> I just go with the flow. Yes. Um, but I I was amongst doulas a lot back in 2020, 2021. Uh, one of my closest friends was a doula. And just hearing her tell me the stories of her experiences with women, it resonated so much with me, but I fought it. I was like, no, mainly because we were so close and we kind of had like a, like a sisterly relationship. And it was like, I don't want to take her thing. So let me just, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just right. So I found my thing and I was, I was chilling with waist beads. And then, um, that friendship, it ended and something just, it was continuing to pull me towards being a doula and I just knew that I wanted to be there for women Mm -hmm. during a sacred time in their lives like I said I've always been somebody mama Mm -hmm. and I've always been a mother to myself a mother to my mother and I just I wanted to be there and be a part of that transition for women into motherhood and to help them guide them because I know that I mean we're dying Mm -hmm. in labor and we don't know why and nobody's there to tell us why. Nobody's there to warn us that that's even a possibility. So I just wanted to be a voice and a safe space for women that were becoming mothers. That is so beautiful. So have you had the pleasure of assisting any mother since the start of your journey? Not yet. Not uh, birthing mothers. I have had postpartum patients. Uh, not patients. Clients. Don't yes. tell nobody said patients. <laughs> um, clients. And... um. That's been beautiful as well. But and I think that that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. Like, we always hear about the pregnancy from the test through the nine months. Right. But no one ever talks about the postpartum journey. And that's the one we end up hearing about in a negative light because mm-hmm. it's like, well, the mama's so overwhelmed, she ended up shaking the baby or, mm-hmm. you know, doing something to the baby or just running off, leaving her kids or however the stream goes. So, like, I know that on your platform, there's something that you mainly focus on when you do post your content. So, like, let them know the importance of that post journey. Yes, postpartum, one, it's not as short as people think. A lot of people think, oh, I'm postpartum for like a month, two months, three mm-hmm. months. You are postpartum until you get pregnant again, I feel like. Like, yeah. you are just, you are at risk for any of the postpartum symptoms for an extended period of time. So I think that the postpartum period is more important even than when you're pregnant because when you're pregnant, you don't have the anxieties of, you know, what's going to happen to my baby because your baby's safe. Mm -hmm. They're in their womb. Right. Like you, everything is safe. You, I mean, you may think about postpartum, but you don't like, there's not a lot of threats, but after you have your child, your hormones are raging. You are stressed. I mean, you do have a new baby. You just taken on a new role, whether you're, a first-time mom, second-time mom, like, if something has changed. Mm-hmm. So you're going through a transition, and you just had a spiritual experience. So it's, I feel like it's it's poor spiritual maintenance not to have someone to look after you postpartum because you your spirit is everywhere. Yeah. And I focus on it mainly because a lot of black women, if we are dying, if we we're going to it be in that postpartum period and we're going to think like, oh, everything's okay. Like I'm good. Like I delivered the baby, but there's so many other risk factors that happen after you deliver the baby, like postpartum eclampsia, which mm-hmm. one is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. And it's a silent yeah, killer. It is. I had the, a client that I was working with, she lives on the West side. She, she texted me one day and I think she was like, oh my, I have a headache and like my feet are swollen. And she was just, you know, 
telling me about her day like she wasn't saying it like oh something's wrong i'm like you you need to go to the doctor probably those are symptoms mm-hmm. of like something so simple that your family just be like girl your feet so swole yeah like you need to go to the doctor like those it's something wrong with you but we're so conditioned to either not believe in the hospital's care or to not think that we're worth it and being strong right i don't think as black women we realize just how you're so strong Mm -hmm. even just the word strong has been weaponized against us because it creates an environment where we cannot ask for help right whether you are a mother or just being a woman in general like we are always expected to just be so strong and carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and we for our own people make it where if you ask for help you're looked at as you're weak right so i think for a lot of these mothers they don't want to burden anybody they don't want to bother anybody because they they got to be so strong you know it's it's an unfortunate fact but most of our mothers they're single mothers and you know when they're having these kids they already got probably one or two small kids Mm -hmm. at home so it's like well shoot i'm used to handling them so i can handle this too and then while you're trying to handle it meanwhile your health is on a downward decline that you don't even know about and then boom you did right trying to be strong that's that's the part they don't talk about that's why I, I'm not telling nobody this strong. No, no, not a man, another black woman finna hear from me. Oh, you so strong, you so resilient. No. I mean, I used to take it as a compliment too. We all take it as a compliment yeah, because at first. Right. Because you think like strong, that's that's a good thing. You wanna be strong, but strong has its downfalls. Yes. People will look at you like you you have to be strong. You can't be nothing else. Yeah. And like you said, it it's looked at as a weakness when you ask for help, but it's like what I'm a, drowning. Right. I need. I need help. I need y'all. I need my community. I need my. Yeah. I need my family. I need my mama. Like you know, and it shouldn't be like that, At especially all. not for black women. Like we've we wasted enough time being strong. Like we had to be strong in enough instances. Now I think it's time for us to be yes. be weak. It's okay. And we need we need our tribes. We need our communities back. I'm so sick of this every man for himself right. mindset or world that we live in. Like it's an illusion. Everybody needs somebody. Right. And right. I ain't I ain't falling for it. I'm not preaching it. All that independent this, independent that. It is good to be independent and self sufficient to an extent. Because mm-hmm. everybody needs somebody. And I'm just not I'm not regurgitating the madness anymore. No. Cause that's even that was sold to us. Like mm-hmm. that's all of that is generational trauma. That's that's slavery showing up because we were separated from our people. We couldn't stay together. So you you, you didn't you get close how to, to anybody. Be right. Because you didn't have nobody. Right. You didn't have a choice. And but now we do. You were strangers, so. Now we do. Yeah. So Well, I look, I appreciate what you're doing. I think it's very, very beautiful. And if you could just help save one life, there's a life worth saving. Right. So I'm here for it. I support it. Healing Talk support you. Miscal Vibration support you. You got my full support, 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I thank you so much for talking to us. And let the listeners know where they can follow you so they can stay up to date with Kai the Doula. Yes. Um, so I'm on Instagram at Kai.TheDoula, K-I period T-H-E-D-O-U-L-A. Um, you can also find me at NestByKai.WaySpeeds. That's my Waysbeed page. So you can follow either depending on what you're interested in. And I don't just make waist beads. I make bracelets as well for men. So I know that's 
than a we thing. We gotta get our men. Right. I struggle with the men too. It's like people think like mystical vibrations is only for women. Right. No, crystals are for everybody. It's for everybody. It's unisex. Whatever you want to be. Nobody too. It don't matter. Healing is universal. Yes. But I thank you so much for talking to us today. We truly, truly appreciate you. And as always, this has been another episode of Healing Talk. I love y'all, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.